This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Dara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Great. You're great today. Great. Doing good. <laughs> are you really? I remember one of the previous episodes we dealt with this, how you were... Pretty much saying that you were great in faith by faith, but you were really weren't. You really good, or is it just by faith? I'm tired. I, I would much rather be asleep right now, honestly. Dang, you just dismissed us. What you mean? I would rather be asleep than with y'all right now. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying how I feel. I feel a little tired. But I mean, overall, I feel good. I'm I'm definitely high in spirits, but you know, my body a little tired. High in spirit, low in sleep. Low on sleep. What time did you go to bed day. last night? Mm, I don't know, three, three something. I don't even remember you coming to bed. I don't think I went to. No, I went to. I know I went to bed like at three something, but I don't. I was knocked out. I don't remember. You coming to bed. Normally, I'll at least hear you. I was that knocked out where I didn't yeah. even hear you like make noise or nothing. I was in my man cave. Oh, gosh. So, y'all, we've been going for a little while, and we're back, and we're glad that y'all, you know, some of y'all sent DMs like, yo, I really hope it's episode seven coming. And I told my husband, I said, yo, at the very end of the podcast, you know you say on there, if there is a next time. <laughs> And I was like, people probably like, yo, I don't know if y'all caught that. Maybe some of y'all did, some of y'all didn't. But right. he does say that. Like, why did you say that? Like, you were you just joking? Or did you kind of feel like, look, if we ever felt like we're going to stop the podcast, we just be going to stop? No, nah, it's a joke. Oh, okay. You know, it's just something witty to say. You know, I'm always trying to be witty, whether it works or not. Speaking of being witty, y'all, when we be in the store... Y'all, let me tell you my husband, y'all. We're coming out of the grocery store the other day, and it's about to close in like five minutes. And this guy, older guy, he's coming in. You know, I don't know if my husband noticed this, but I could tell he was kind of like, you know, had a hurriedness to him. Like, I got to hurry up and get in here. And my husband goes, but hurry up, man. They're giving away everything in there for free. (laughs) <laughs> and he like looked and was like, oh, like, dang, you know. And I was like, baby, don't oh, do that. Man. You don't never know what that man going through. You don't know if he only got a dollar to his yeah, name and yeah. he about to get something to eat. And he felt like that might be a blessing. You right. can't do that. And he was like, oh, I'm joking. This <sighs> is this is my husband's humor, y'all. And it always happens at the grocery store. He's oh, always man. playing with people in the store or cashiers. He'll be like, yeah, this free 99 right here. If it don't have a price tag. And he said, sir, do you know what price? Yeah, it was free. And they look at him because he's so, he could be stern. His presence can be really stern sometimes. So they don't realize he's joking. And I'm like, babe, you're scaring people. Like, they don't think it's funny. Like, stop. Yo, why is it so hard for people to get my humor? Because your humor doesn't match your physical presence a lot of times. Like, you don't be laughing when you say it. You only laugh after you say it. When we're like, no, I'm like, babe, stop. Then you start laughing. But when you say, it's free. 
that's not funny to people. Yeah. They're scared. They're like, is he about to make me give them this for free? Like, really? You think that's what they think? Baby, ain't no. Baby's scared. Do you yeah, not? You don't be paying crazy. attention to their face? Nah. Um, I guess I have to remember that I'm a black man. Isn't that crazy? Because. That's true. You know, I mean, and I always do. I mean, it's something I'm cognizant of everywhere I go. I'm always reminded that, you know, I can't say and do things, you know, that other people can do because I'm I'm black. So I try to smile more. I try to be more, um, just more, you know, less kind looking, less intimidating to but like white people. I don't think people. you can really control that. <laughs> like, I think you should just be yourself. But yeah, I think and, you, and, I think And, and that's my yeah. attempt. Me yeah. me making a joke mm-hmm. is my attempt at just being myself. But, you know, even that, you know, sometimes can be taken the wrong way just because my humor is a little dry. And That's true, because you know. if it's like a black cashier ringing you up, she'd be looking at you like, Negro, this ain't free. <laughs> but if it's a white cashier ringing you up, they'll, they will look at you a little scared like, um, huh? Yeah. You know? You're right. So, You're right. I do catch that sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, um, I, I was wrong with that. I shouldn't have said that to that guy. Yeah, I felt bad I, I for had him. To, I had because... to ask the Lord to forgive me because yeah. after you said what you said, I'm like, that he could have been thinking, yeah, like, you know, oh, he could have got happy cool. for yeah. a minute. And then, you know, I was like, nah, I'm just kidding. Man, I, I shouldn't have did that. I was wrong for that. Yeah, but um, so I don't know if y'all thought, with, you know, at the end of the podcast when he says, if there is a next time, you kind of probably felt like, nah, he ain't never going... And then it was like, wait, where they at? You know, it'd be like one week, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Like, what's going on? But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is a sacrifice of our time. It We don't get um, income from this, you know, podcast. And so sometimes there are going to be things that are going to kind of be a priority over the podcast. And that's exactly, you know, what happened. There was a crazy storm where we lived and we had to go to a hotel for like was it six days six or seven days and then it was just it was a lot going on like in our personal lives and you know we could have picked up the mic but it was like look you know it's kind of like when you go to work you know if I don't go to work today I don't get that check if I don't have my time so you might go ahead and get up but if you're not getting paid and somebody wants you to do something it's like well I'm not getting paid so I'm gonna just I'm a chill today. And so right. that's kind of, this is definitely, um, we love to do it. It's making a huge difference in relationships and marriages, but because it's not, um, it's free and we don't get income from it. Ugh, it's like sometimes if we have to it's prioritize. It's love labor. Yeah. You I know people say, like that, I know people say labor of love. You just going to cut me off like that, though? I wasn't doing my thought. I'm okay. sorry. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I was just trying to add to the thought. But yeah, um, I don't want to say it like that. Is that why you cut me off? Because you didn't want me to say it like that? Like what? Like, you know, we don't receive income from this, so, and you feel the way? No, I was just saying, you know, it's a, it's, it's a labor of love. You yeah, know, this is. is something that we do. You know, I, I like the way you put it. You said we, we, um, what did you say? You said we, oh, we, baby, we, so we, we do this out of our, <laughs> you said we do this out of our spare time or something, something like that. I don't know. I said that? When, today? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. But. You are so how, tired how right you, now. Oh, baby. How did you feel being away from the microphone? 
Um, you couldn't wait to get back. No, I didn't. I'm tired too, just like you. Like we've been in what we're going through together, and I've been we've been right side by side. So I'm tired. I didn't. Right. I had to be like make myself get up and say, "Yo, we got to record," because I'm thinking about the DMs that we get of people like, "Yo, are y'all coming back?" Of people that are like, "Please, like." Come on, you know yeah, what I mean? Shout like, out to those people. I I visualize that. So, you know, that's why your voice matters. Cause if I don't know, if nobody had a said nothing, I'd probably be like, we're gonna take another week. Cause <laughs> don't nobody care. You know what I'm saying? So, but I visualized that while I was comfy on my couch and was like, mm, we gotta get up. We can't do that. Cause people are like Yeah, people are waiting on yeah, us. Yeah, they're waiting to hear something that God uses. To set things free in their lives that are bound. Grateful for that. Definitely grateful for that. So we here and we are today going to get into some pretty, uh, I won't say heavy, but um, we're going to share a time in our marriage that was, um, it really caused a lot of damage just from one decision yeah. that my husband and I weren't in agreement on. He was presented with the opportunity from someone. And you want to talk about the opportunity that you were presented with? And he talked about this on his Instagram, um, the end, the demise of it, um, with the lab, this label that, that, that he was with. And a lot of people had a whole lot to say. And why are you talking about it now? Why are all these years? And my thing is, what people need to understand is that when someone goes through a certain life experience, they have the right to talk about it when they want to. You don't dictate when they get to say something. And it doesn't lessen the impact of what they went through because they waited longer to talk about it. Sometimes when you go through things that damage your life and your family and almost cause a split in your marriage and your relationship... It takes a long time to come to a place where you're even ready to publicly address that. So who are you to tell somebody, why are you waiting now to talk about what happened? Because I can. Because it's my story. And I can talk about it when I want to. So I'm going to tell you straight up, don't come over here on this side saying nothing to my husband or me about this podcast episode and what we're sharing. Don't play with me. My husband's something I don't play with. Don't play with me. Because you don't know what we went through because of that decision. So you keep your little comments to yourself about something you don't know nothing about. Whoa. Because I'm looking at people leaving comments telling you, like, you don't have the right to, to talk about what you endured. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got some nerve. And this is why when people are abused in churches, spiritually abused, emotionally abused, physically abused, and marriage, they keep silent. Silence is so deadly, y'all. But this is why people don't talk. Because the victim gets bashed. Because you have such a glorified perception of the person who did the abusing. That's a fact. And you have that glorified perception because nobody tells you who they really are. And what they really did. And what really happened in the situation. But you need to silence yourself before you speak about a person telling you what happened to them. Because it takes courage to do that. So much courage that it sometimes takes years 
for you to build yourself up to even talk about it. And then here you come leaving a comment talking about, well, why are you saying it now? Why you ain't say it then? Shut right. your face. <laughs> talk that talk, baby. Shoot, that make me mad. As a person with a background in counseling, I have a different level of upset when people do that. Because people don't understand the work that goes into healing. And so when people say things like that, it's disrespectful to a person's path and healing. Now, I know that, you know, people are going to continue even now to say things, but don't bring it over here. But anyway, go ahead. Talk about the experience and what happened. No, I love your energy because, you know, that's right. Like, people feel like, people feel like, because you you have some type of success in a certain area, you know, you got some type of notoriety behind your name. You got a blue check or something that they could just say whatever they want to say to you and not think about, not even consider, you know, your feelings in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you signed up for this. Right. You know, your life is is out in the open, your life is on display to the public. So you signed up for this. So, you know, just take whatever you get. And you know, I understand that. Um, but at the same time, you know, things do bother me. Things do get under my skin. And this experience for me was very, very troubling because I found myself at a place where I felt like if I said something, I would be um, cast out. But the thing is, you even though you didn't say anything, you were kind of quote unquote blackballed to after a de- the experience. To, to, a, to degree a degree, you from, were from their fan base, mm-hmm. which was which is fine, right? You know what I mean with me. But the point um, that I'm making that is a lot of people think that silence is protection, and I did a blog about that. But in the end, you really are not protected. You're you're really worse off. That's you know right. What I mean? That's right. And I'm I'm definitely learning that. Um, I think in that circumstance, I felt like the people presented themselves, you know, humble beast, that that label, they presented themselves in such a angelic light. Well, let's talk about that though, because you already you going to the end. Let's go to the beginning of the story. At, this was at a time in your career where you felt like what? Transparency the Podcast with Ishan and Zara. Visit transparencythepodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at transparencythepodcast for more information plus recent updates. Before they came. This was at a time in my career where I felt like, yo, I just dropped my first album and I just got an email from Billboard saying that it's about to chart. I just got my had just got my first um check from music, you know, in so much that I was able to move my family from one state to another off a music check. And that was that was big to me. That meant a lot to me. Um I felt a sense of success with music and I felt like, man, Lord, I just I just trusted you in this process and you know, I just made something pop. 
like something actually happened out of it. So I wanted to I wanted to continue to deliver, but I felt like I I didn't um, in the area of finances to keep up with a, a, a thriving career or a, a budding career. I was kind of at a, a at a place of desperation, you know what I'm saying? Where I felt like, man, I I want to be able to take my career to the next level. I want to, you know, be able to provide for my family at the same time. But it was just, you know, it was just a little difficult. And so, out of nowhere, this opportunity comes. It wasn't out of nowhere. Well, it was out of it was out of somewhere, you know. Yeah, we this is a spiritual. It uh, was. It's spirit. It was. Everything. It was nowhere, but okay. It was me feeling like I didn't have enough. I wasn't able to do. And you and you don't think the enemy knew that about that's you? That's what I'm saying. So that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. It that's what the opportunity came. Yeah. <laughs> so I had the opportunity to go. You know, I get flown out to uh, Portland and uh, to do a verse and to shoot a video. After being there for a couple of days, you know, we sitting down to eat at a restaurant and they like, yo, we want you to be a part of the team. And I'm blown away. Like, yeah. And I'm excited because I feel like this is a way out. This is an answered prayer for me. Um, this is me feeling like I already felt like I wasn't being, um, you know, appreciated in this space. I feel like I wasn't being accepted in this space. And then these people that I had respect for accepted me you know i felt like i was a part of something you felt like um, you weren't appreciated in this space and you had just nah. got a letter from billboard and you still didn't feel like that was enough well no i'm talking about by my peers mm. you know at that point you know i had you know talked to some of the biggest artists in the space um but they weren't i felt like they didn't embrace me you know a lot of the other big artists like they would say things private Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't say anything publicly. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't say anything about my new album. I'm, I'm, I'm just being transparent. I'm just, like you know, how saying how now, I felt. How you got real big names contacting you privately, but then won't promote your album yeah. publicly. Like, that's crazy to me. It's like, just don't even contact me if you're not even going to say nothing. Like Straight up. And and I've grown to accept it now. You know, mm-hmm. I understand how it goes and I understand the type of artist that I am. You know, people don't feel like they could publicly uh, embrace me. You know, they feel like, you know, they can't publicly support me because, you know, it may be controversial. You know, uh, I'm, I'm an artist that kind of goes too hard in the area of speaking about my faith. And, you know, you know, they, they I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't understand it, honestly, but I've grown to accept it at this point. But this was early on. Mm-hmm. This was the beginning. And I just didn't feel accepted. And so here these guys come and and they made me feel accepted. They made me feel seen. Like, yo, we see you. You've seen the work you've been putting in. We appreciate you, and we want to help. And um, and so one of the red flags I, I, I saw, I heard, when it was like, you know, you, you're, you're an amazing artist. You know, you're better than our flagship artist. So, you know, and, and that, that was a red flag for me. They but used I ain't, those words? Yeah, they said, yo, you better. You're they a better rapper. You're better. They say you're a better yeah. rapper than our flagship artist. Yeah, that's, that's and really good when I heard that. that, it made me uncomfortable because I felt like, why are you saying that about your flagship artist? But at the same time, it made me comfortable because I felt like they believed that much in me. You understand? So for me, this was an opportunity to reach a couple hundred thousand people that was 
before that, they were out of my reach. And maybe I'll be in a position, you know, with them where I don't have to, you know, mince my words. I could just be all the way, you know, real about who I am as an artist, what I believe, and I have a support system behind me. And then they said, you know, we'll do everything for you. You know, like, we'll be your manager. We'll do this. We'll do that. It, it was just like any everything that I could imagine, you know, being an artist, like the full support system. And then, you know, it was a great deal in terms of the music, the splits and everything. And I just was like, yo. So let's backtrack real quick because the topic of this episode is, is when the two disagree. So we're talking about when... Two people are together in relationship and they disagree on a situation. Like, what do you right. do? When you came back, I can't... I know I already didn't feel right about it. Uh, you know, I got... This level of discernment is on high. Yeah. Like, I can... I don't even have to see a person's face a lot of the times. Not every time. And I can tell when something is not right. But I, I don't know if it was before I said, let's do this FaceTime meeting or after that. It was no, afterwards. It was, it was before. Because I wouldn't ask you to do a FaceTime you meeting if I was okay. felt the way before... But and then it I said, let's it wasn't do, solidified. Right. Or I felt the way before. Until the but I didn't at that time we struggled with you feeling like I didn't support you and getting kind of getting in your way. And so I was I was a little nervous about like I don't want you to feel like I don't support you. It's just that it gotta be right. And then I said, Okay, let's have a can we have a meeting with them? Like fate, let me meet them. Cause I'm like, I feel this, but I haven't seen them. Let me talk to them and see if I still feel it. We did the FaceTime meeting. Uh, I don't. What was that conversation about? I can't really. The remember. conversation was just about them, who they are, and what they were trying my to do. My main question was, why are you picking my husband? Yeah. That's what I wanted the answer to, and the answer wasn't good for me. Yeah. I didn't like that answer. I felt. I said, no, this is not right. Right. I felt no. Everything yeah. that I'm feeling is correct. We got off of that FaceTime meeting. And then I think I just walked away from you because I was really afraid at that time to tell you that I disagreed because we would fight about anything music related. Like you, whatever you wanted to do with music, it was like, it would become a fight if you felt like it was opportunity and I was standing in the way of that. And I never wanted you to resent me and I never wanted something to be like, see, I could have popped off and you got in the way. So I was... I think I got up and was just like, let me go make dinner because I don't know how to tell him this yeah, is not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, you know what? That that That's what happened. And I, I apologize even now. I want to apologize to you for making me feel that baby. way. Cause, no, because you know, when I think about that and, and the, the, the type of mindset that I had at that time, it just, you know, I, I did feel like you were trying to hold me back from mm -hmm. something. Yeah. You know, and, and that something in my mind was the ability to provide for you. Right. And the, and, and, and the children. Right. But what I didn't understand was your apprehension was healthy and it's something that I needed to consider because I was about to make a decision based off of fear mm -hmm. and based off of angst, being mm -hmm. anxious, mm -hmm. you know, and I shouldn't, you should never make a decision off those two things. You should never be so anxious that you got to hurry up and do something. So you should never a, be so fearful that you got to do it or else. So as a leader, looking back, what do you think you should have made that decision off of then? Like what place, from what place I have heard you, you out. I should have heard your perspective and considered that. 
You heard my perspective, so you telling didn't me you consider didn't consider it. it. No, you I didn't did consider it. it. You just no. straight didn't. You did didn't already know what you wanted to do. I already you knew did. what I wanted to do. And yes, you did, because we're gonna yeah. get to the story. You did, and yeah. so I don't know at what point after that Facetime meeting we had a conversation, but I got the. I'm a I'm a different woman today. Now I'm gonna tell you to your face, baby. No, well I don't think you know. I'm just like I have the confidence and the courage now. To where I'm not going to go backwards to feel bound in my marriage or to feel controlled or dominated. And you've helped in that too because you love me the right way. So I have space to do that where I didn't before. So I'm at a new place now. But then I was, um, you know, I just like, I don't want to fight. So it's like, I don't want this to turn into something. No wife wants to her husband to feel like she don't, she ain't in his corner. Right. No wife, you know? So I'm like, I don't know how to tell him. I mean, he's coming to me. This is huge. They flew me out. They did this. They think this. You see they followers? You was showing me videos. You was showing me this. Look at that. Look, I could do this. We could do that. And so how do you hear your husband that excited about something? And you love this man, and you know he's anointed, and you know that he's called. And then you say, I hear all that, but I ain't a good It's like, how do you, I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not where I, like, at then, I'm not where I was. I'm not where I am now then. Yeah. And I didn't know how to tell you that. But when I finally did, you know, whenever I do, it's the Holy Spirit in me is not, it just gets louder. It starts off really small. And then it gets uncomfortable for me to for me to even sleep. And that's when I was like, I have to tell him before he does something damaging, yeah. don't do that. Don't yeah. take that deal. Yeah. Don't yoke up with them. Yeah. And so, you know, this is not to be throwing dirt on, you know, that label or anything like that. This was just our know. experience. And sometimes... God will have you work with one group of people and then another person he tells them not to for what for what God's reasons are. And in my spirit, I felt that that was a very bad decision. It was like red flags, red lights, sirens in my spirit. Do not do that and tell him because you and weren't you were in a firm. place to hear you, from God about that. Right. You were firm. And and the reason why I wasn't in the place because I had I had cut off reason. Mm-hmm. The voice of reason, which was you mm-hmm. at that time, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy, no, that's what I'm saying. It, right. God, I believe, told me so I, for it to verbally come exactly, out of my mouth. Because I, I think God had, you already had red flags, I, but you were dismissing them. That's and right. so I think God was like, well, I'm going to have right. it come right out her mouth that's so he right. audibly hears what exactly. I'm saying. And exactly. so I come to you and I say... I don't think that's a good idea. Right. I don't think you should do that deal. I don't remember what you said. What did you say? Because I told you not to do that. I don't remember what I said, but I just was like... I think you might have been, why do you feel that way? Yeah, or, you know, yeah. do you know that, like, reminding me of all the, the opportunity that this decision would I'm come like, with? I'm like, I had already, you know, at this at this point, I had already, in my mind, missed... You know, at least three opportunities. I was just gonna say that, that you had was, already turned down that a number was of deals. Really yeah. good. I thought, yeah. yo, these are great yeah. opportunities in music to get signed to be a big artist, mm-hmm. and I missed those three already. Right. This one I wasn't willing to miss. Right. I felt like I needed to jump on it, and and. It- and I felt like it was so good because I didn't have to compromise. So I'm like, yo, they got. They got the followers. 
They got the the email subscribers. They got the you know YouTube views. They got all of this stuff, and they want me to be a part of their team. And if I'm a part of their team, I don't have to compromise. And it's like, like why I, I don't would have I to turn sell that my down, soul. baby? Like, why would right. I turn that down? Why would just I be, sell? Why, just because why, you feel? Why would I? Why would I turn this down? Because this is, you feel it's wrong. Because at that time too. You knew anytime I told you something about a person or entity or anything, you knew that about 99.9% I was right about it. You knew that up until that point. But now you know it in a different way because now you've seen us suffer from you not heeding that in in our marriage. But at that time... You knew that about me? Like, you knew I didn't play with God. You knew I wouldn't lie on God and be like, yeah, the spirit is telling me this is not good. You knew I was good for what I said in the spirit because I don't play with God. I don't use God to get what I want. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, and it and if I would and if it was about me, I would have been like, do it because we can get more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I could live how I want to live. Like we was we wasn't struggling, but we weren't living in abundance. So if I was that kind of woman. You know, I would have like bumped with the spirit, say, let's do this. But I, I was like, no. So what do you do? I said, I don't think this is a good idea. You had like two, three days to decide. And what did you do? Man, wait a minute. Because they didn't want to do a contract at first. They wanted to just do a handshake. And yeah, then, I'm the one I think who said you, you said need to do a contract to do a at contract. least. But this was after you had already did it. I'm talking about, because we weren't in agreement. Okay, let me just tell the people. You wouldn't did it anyway. You right. against... Me being in agreement with you on that, us being in agreement and walking in agreement, you didn't even tell me you were going to do it. You just went, you contacted them, and you said, let's ride. And then you came and told me, oh, that deal, I signed it. I mean, yeah. I, I, t- I agreed, I told him. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't believe that you would, you would know the kind of woman that I am and I f- that when the Spirit of God speaks to me and then I tell you what the Spirit yeah. of God said and you would do it anyway... So that was crazy to me. And now I'm like, okay, you've done this before where you ignore the spirit of God coming out of my mouth and then we get in trouble for it. You yeah. know, we've been here before. Why would you do this again? I want to get out of this freaking cycle. Yeah. And so all I could fear was, fe- that's the right word, feel was <laughs> this, this surge of panic. Because now what's going to happen from him doing this yeah. when we know that this is not, you didn't seek God about that. You did what you wanted to that's do. That's right. I did. You know what I mean? And so that's the difference right there. Yeah, that's And it. so now I'm telling you, you ain't really seek God. This is what God has to say on this, and you do it anyway. Then you come back and tell me. Then all I could think was, how can we protect him? Even though you don't really have protection when you're outside of God's will. So I'm like, you're in covenant with one another unto God, and this union reflects God. So if this union is supposed to look like God in one you have, you know, Yeshua, you have God, and you have the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit just jump out and say, well, I'm going to just do this, even though y'all two ain't in agreement, and they're one, it, this this thing falls down. And that's what happens in our marriage. So the, the spiritual implications, before we get into the physical implications that happen, what do you think right at that moment the spiritual implications were like what what was going in your through in your mind when you did that anyway like and then after you did it what what was that like because I wasn't there I didn't even know you were doing it man I felt like I felt nasty when I was doing it because I felt like I was doing something I felt like I was violating our covenant 
I felt like I was doing something behind your back. You were, and that, you did and, it and anyway, I was, though. And like, I was and you doing still it. did it. But that was it. Was there? But I smoothed that over with. Wait till it turns out to be a success. She'll see then. <laughs> yeah. Wait till it works out. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna work out, and then she'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. You know, because I trusted these guys. Mm-hmm. Like I, re- I looked into their eyes. I heard what they were saying. And I trusted it. I'm looking at you crazy I didn't even, because I you know. trusted them more than trusted, my own, your wife's own words. I trusted their intent. And I trusted my own judgment of character. But you had two above, things before you. You knew my yeah. ju- my character. You knew but my history. And then you had the them difference. when you really did. And you trusted them and what the they difference. said over me telling right. you what God is saying. Right, right. but here's the difference. I felt like because you weren't there and you didn't because get a chance I wasn't to experience in, in yeah, Portland. You wasn't in Portland and you wasn't in their midst. Mm-hmm. So you really couldn't judge so properly. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's that's how I made it make sense in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. You understand? Not not mm-hmm. saying that was right because that was, was a lot of error in my decision making at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was my reasoning. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't there. She didn't yeah. see how they, you know, interacted with their their wives. But then and I each had the FaceTime call. You didn't think that was enough for I me didn't to think know? that was enough. Mm-hmm. I felt like, like I said, I trusted them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think if if you had told me this was gonna end up the way it did before it happened, I would have never done it. Well, that's the point. I know. You know, of living a, a a faith-based life. You don't know. know what the end is gonna hold. Right. You still gotta know that's to right. do what God says, that's even though right. you don't and know the, the other side. The most high sends warning signs. The most high warns his people. Mm-hmm. The most high comes before it happens mm-hmm. and makes you privy to what could happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he did that. Through his spirit, I I, I, I rejected that. Mm-hmm. He let it come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. I rejected that. Mm-hmm. And I went ahead and signed anyway. And it turned out not to be what I thought it would be. So now let let's me talk. ask you a question though, okay. before you go on. How does that make you feel now knowing more because we haven't really discussed this in depthly until right now. Mm-hmm. I mean we talked about it but mm-hmm. how we how you how do you feel knowing my mentality at the time and 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 and, and knowing that it wasn't just to say what you were how you felt wasn't valid. Mm-hmm. I just thought you didn't get it. And mm-hmm. I thought that I was going to prove you wrong. <laughs> that was my hope. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that sounds. So this is, this, we have these conversations all the time, even about some things that you post. And sometimes when you say things, you know, you use the wrong word sometimes. I don't know who your English teacher was, but you ain't pay attention in that class because you use the wrong words. I'm like, babe, this is really what you mean. And you're like, no. And I'm like, babe, look at the word in the dictionary. You're saying this, but that. So we have this thing, you know, where you mean one thing, but you're saying something totally different. I already know that about you. I knew that about you then. So you thought I didn't know. You thought I didn't understand your intentions. I know that you love me and our family. I know that like with everything in you, all you want to do is be able to provide for us. Like I know that's a 
huge thing for you because of your past and what you come from and not really knowing your father and wanting to be a godly man. And my thing is like, you already are. There's nothing you can do to make me say, oh, now you're a godly man who provides well. You are, baby, you could be making $5 an hour, but you're still providing. It doesn't, you don't have to give me riches. You know what I'm saying? You tearing up? Why you rubbing your eyes? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I don't, it's not about what you're making that shows me that. But this is the thing. You have to know that. If you don't know that, no matter how much I know it, it won't make a difference. And you didn't know that about yourself already. So no matter what I said or anybody said, the way you built, you was going to do it anyway. And we had already been there on a number of occasions. This wasn't the first time I've warned you. The spirit has warned you first. You've, you've heard from God. You hear from God. And you reject it. And then God have me saying, and you reject it again. And then you go do what you want. This was not the first time. So it, it was a shock that you went behind my back and signed the contract with them. Because that's something that you hadn't done before. Like, you'll go do what you want, but you'll tell me, this is what I'm about to do. And I'm like, are you serious right now? And you'll do it anyway. That was the first time you went behind my back, and then you told me later. So I'm still thinking we in limbo, and we were not in limbo. You had you had already made moves. So I was just like, wow. And it hurt me because I'm like, I love this man. I know he doing what he think is right, but it's never right when you ignore the spirit of God. Now, if you deceived and you thinking God telling you to do something, and that ain't God, that's something different. But we know God and you were clear and you did it anyway. It wasn't so much about you being in disagreement with me as it was you hearing God and doing what you want anyway. That is what hurt me because I'm like, how can you lead this family right making decisions that aren't rooted in what God tells you to do? Where is that going to lead us? And this is why I had this, you know, I had a... I just had seasons of just insecurity of people telling me I wasn't submitting right, but they didn't know what I was submitting to. That was like torture to me because it's yeah. like, y'all see this man as one way yeah. and you don't know what you're telling me to submit. A woman isn't designed to just submit to anything. You know what I'm saying? And That's so right. it was That's just like, fact. you know, you just hear submit, submit, submit. And so I'm just like, my thing was, I felt like, um, like Abigail, if you read that story in, in the word where it's like, I have to fix this somehow again, you know, she was always fixing his problems. Mm. And, and I was just like, I, God, just please bring him to a place where he can just make decisions in you and not from a root of fear that he can't provide or, or like desire to like get money. Like, cause this is not, like that's not the place to decide from that was scary for me because I'm like what else is gonna come and then you do this and and you didn't understand at that time and you told me that I'm like whatever you do it affects all of us because you like I made a decision I don't have nothing to do with you I'm mm. like baby are you serious everything mm. you do affects me and the kids mm. how how does me doing this affect you and the kids? I said, you just just sit back and watch. We're going to see what will play out. Because God said not to do it for a reason. Yeah. And what happened? What are some of the things that we face because of you doing that anyway? 
Hey, enjoying this free podcast? Want to support your hosts? Go to transparencythepodcast.com slash support to find out how. Man. I mean, I don't know if you can go into too much Yeah, detail, yeah, yeah. But... I, I can't go <laughs> into too much Because some stuff is just a little detail. too sensitive. It, yeah, th- th- that's one thing I appreciated about the way they toured. I think it was like 10 days. Mm-hmm. Out of it was like 10, 10 to twenty days. Mm. I think it was tw- what's it twenty? I'm not sure. I can't remember. It was either ten or twenty days out of the month, and then they spent the rest of the time with their family. And I appreciated that. It because- couldn't have been twenty then because you wouldn't appreciate it giving only ten days to your family. It's thirty days in a month. So if you tour in twenty, you you seeing the tour life more than your family. It might have been. So I think it must have been ten. It might have been ten. Um. Yeah, I think it was ten. It was ten days, and um, I appreciated that because. I felt like, you know, normal touring is something I, I never wanted to get into because you're gone three months, mm-hmm. up to like six months, you know, away from your family. And, you know, and so when I found out they did it like that, I appreciated it. I was like, okay, this is cool. I like this way. But anyway, um, did a tour or two. Then we dropped the album. And during this whole time. And I was on that album on Come Alive. Yeah. But they stuck me on the outro and didn't put my name on there. And I felt the way about that because it's like, yo, how are you trying to hide me? And then everybody thought it was one of the other female artists on their label. And I'm like, this that's not even her. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? I, like, yeah. I, did, I, did, I didn't like that move. That wasn't cool. Yeah, you recorded your verse and I submitted it attached to the song. They said, yo, let's, uh, how about we create her own beat and put it at the end of the song and just Basically do something. just hit me. So you didn't yeah, know who it was, who, you know. But. They hit you. Um, for whatever reason. And I mind know. you, let's make it clear to the public, I wasn't asking you to be on our album. No, I already wasn't. wasn't even in agreement with anything with around that. I just kind of, after that, I kind of kept my mouth shut. I said, God, just showing what he need to see. Because I don't have anything to say. So I didn't even want to be on that album. I was like, I'm good. You're the one who kept asking me, asking me, babe, you got to do it. So that's the only reason I did it. Because I don't want people feeling like, oh, you just mad at them because they hid you, you on the verse. No, I didn't even want to be yeah, on that nah, album. <laughs> like That wasn't the case at all. Um, I asked you to do it because I wanted you to do it. It took a minute to get you to do it, I think, just because of the way the circumstance had uh, transpired or how it, see my love how it happened. You. Yeah, and I appreciate your love for me. <laughs> um, but after all of that um, that happened, you know, they asked me to stop. You know, I was selling beats. I was shooting videos. I was just really trying to go hard to make a income, living at yeah. the time, to make mm-hmm. income. And I had, I had a job. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, might, so you left the job. I might threaten you. I got fired from the job. You, fi- you got fired. Yeah. Um, because the guy was threatening me, and my husband don't play all of that, and the guy worked there, and then yeah, yeah, so, mm-hmm. that was crazy. But um, so through all of that, it was just like me wanting to um do things. I just wanted to, I wanted all of their promises that they made in the beginning. You know, they was talking about endorsement deals. They was talking about you know all just all, all types of stuff that had the potential of happening, things that they were going to work to make sure it happened in my career. And those things just never transpired. Those things never manifested. And um, I thought, okay, let's get the album done. And then, you know, other opportunities are going to come. 
and it's going to be good. And then that didn't happen once the album dropped. And mind you, the thing that was pressing is we didn't have no money at that time. Yeah. And they're like, all those promises, I'm like, okay, all the stuff they promised you, where is it, babe? Because we have stuff to pay. Yeah. Like, things are about to get shut off and repossessed in a minute. Like, yeah. what is going on? And I think they, didn't I think they advanced you something before the album money came? No, they didn't. To, that, that was that was for, um, I think it was for one of, the, one, of the, one of the tours or something like that. Something happened because you had a conversation with them like, yo, my family is out here. We kind of struggling. I've been signed to y'all. I think it was... At six months at that time or more, and yeah, nothing had changed, and we're we were like, "Yo, we yeah. it's tight around here trying to do this your way." And I don't think that was really like, I think it was to them like that's not really my problem, and it wasn't. If you hadn't said that you were gonna do this, 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 yeah, and this, we wouldn't have looked to you for that. If you didn't say point. that, you know what I mean? That was my point, you know, trying to, you know, saying you were gonna get me shows, saying you want to do all these things for me, put me in a position where I could just, I felt I could just, you know, kind of take a step back and just be an artist, and that's what I attempted to do, and then I quickly realized that that wasn't, that wasn't the case. I'm trying to be a part of this brand and trying to fit the mode of this brand and not go off and do my own thing. And every step of the way, I would tell you, well, why would you not get another job right now? Like we have built, well, they saying this, that you know, this around this branding, but I'm like. In order for someone to effectively brand you, they have to understand you. I don't think they understand who you are, you know, have taken the time to do that. They're just trying to merge you into who they are. But an artist is independent, too, of of who you are. Yes, I'm in with this entity, but, like, you still have to understand and big up the strengths of that artist and who they are. And so, and then on top of that, you know, culturally, there are cultural differences, you know, with you being a black man in America, you know, this is not a personal opinion. Statistic wise, Caucasians make more than other cultures across the board. Men make more than women across the board. So don't come at me talking about, hey, it's not a black and white thing. This is just statistically, this is correct. So when you tell a black man, a you know, let's focus on this, this, and this, it's kind of hard to do that at the same time as work. So you stop to do this thinking that's going to bring the income and it's not. And then you say, well, go get a job. And it's like, well, what? This is all over the place. So that's, that's my point. Why should I, you know, that's the first thing I thought. Why should I have to get a job when all of these promises were made? You know, all of these and, things. And that was your job. You being that, an artist and doing exactly. the music and the shows and then like all the things that you were doing that was exactly. your job. You know what I mean? So, so I went ahead and and, and, and got one. And uh, we pushed toward making the album um, pop. Making the album, you know, finishing the album and all of that. And at that time, me and you were going through a lot. And we got to the point where you, you know was ready to give me them papers. Oh, I sure was. That's the in first the time I gave you divorce papers. In the middle I of I was that. not playing. Yeah, because it was like everything they told you when you went out there to visit them, you was hanging on to that. And I'm like, baby, it's not happening. Do you understand we're about to lose Everything because you have faith in something that you already knew from God first not to do it. And I it, I was just at a place with you where 
it's never a love loss. Like, it was never like, I don't want to be with you because I just don't love you no more. Like, I'm so in love with you to this day. And I thank God that after all these years, I still have butterflies over you. I still like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's still, it's never that. But I was just like, I can't do this anymore. You're leading from the wrong place and you're dragging your family through the mud while you make all these bad decisions. I understand you're not going to make every decision right. But if we've been here before and you're doing the same thing again, I'm not going to be able to do this with you because I would start, I, I think at that time I had started to get sick a little bit and didn't know that it was from the stress of the mm -hmm. marriage and things. Yeah. You know, we had Kenzie by that point. So now I have three kids and I'm like, you are really thinking that music is your provider and not God. You know what I mean? It's like, God is your provider and he uses music to provide for you. But whenever it don't, it ain't, you know, stable, then this is what you have to do. And because of different people telling you different things, my man, you ain't got to work. You ain't got to get no job, man. You eat Sean Burgundy. These people are not in our bank account. They don't know what we're dealing with and what we're up against. And then they tell you not to work. All these men would tell you. I'm like, oh, these are men telling you not to work? Not to get you. These grown men. Men are telling you. Do they read the Bible? Like, <laughs> you don't work. You don't eat. Are you serious? And we, that's what was happening. And so you were hanging on to all of these things that these people and these brands and all this stuff were telling you and doing. But then your family was suffering for it. And um, I told you, I said, you know, I think that was the first time I told you I don't respect you as a man. Yeah. And I think you, like, cried a little bit. And I didn't say it nasty or bitter. And I said, I don't want to think about you that way. But you're not behaving manly. Like, you're making choices like a boy. This is how boys make choices. A godly man don't make choices like this mm -hmm. and take his family through this. And I just, I want a man of God, not a boy. And so, you know, you teared up and I said, I'm not trying to hurt you, but I have to let you know that that's how you're behaving. And um, I don't think nothing changed. You were hurt by that. And I was like, oh, you really still think I'm playing? And I went down to the courthouse because I couldn't afford a divorce because we still waiting for money that ain't never coming. And they were like, you can do this thing, program thing, like if you don't have money or whatever, and you can do this paper or whatever. And I needed you to sign it in order to do that. And I gave you the papers. Yeah. I don't remember what you did after that. No. Like yeah. I gave you the paper. I, I remember yeah. you left and you was walking down the street doing acting crazy. Something. You was on the phone with I, them I or somebody. The them. Like I was on the phone with them because we were waiting for the album money to come. And I had released the album before. Mm -hmm. And so I knew. Oh, right. The how, timing. We knew when you got I, paid. I, I, right? I knew how long it takes. Right. But they hadn't released the album themselves before. They were going through a distro company, a distribution company for their prior, their previous album. So with my album, it was the first time they released it through an a, a indie distro company themselves, mm -hmm. like TuneCore or something like that. And so... It's like weeks and weeks and weeks mm -hmm. going by, and I'm like, "What's up?" Mm -hmm. You know, and they just and because when before you had to deal with them, me and you were in the loop, like finance finances. I was right at the table. I was never iced out of that. Absolutely. And with that situation, I was kind of like, 
I was not a part of the equation. Right. And so right. I even knew too, like, yeah, you get paid around this time because yeah. I managed that money. You know, I was like our accountant. And it was just like, yeah, it's not here. It's not. I'm like, how it's not here? Like, you still, you're getting money now from other stuff you did before them. And so, and you still ain't get this. And if they're using this distribution company, this should be here by now. Like, yeah. we were really, like, yeah. they had repossessed our car. And we have small children. Yeah. yeah. We was, had to, I don't know how I we got the a, money. I think the taxes, I don't remember, but we are walking in the cold for miles to go and beg these people to give us our car back. Yeah. And we got the car back by the grace of God, but it was like, why are we having to do this? And you have thousands of fans, Eshawn, and we sitting here, it's me and you together. I'm holding your hand side by side in the cold walking because we didn't, it wasn't really lift like that at that time, wasn't popular. So we were walking for miles to a whole nother city in the winter cold to try to give these people this, we got this much money. And then they had sent our car somewhere else because it was about to be over. And they were like, well, we can call them, but they sending your car to the next transplant. And then the next, the people was like, well, drive it back, but you got to pay extra. And I'm like, we already got to give y'all all this money and you got to pay extra? Then we praying to God, God, give us the extra money. God gives us the extra money. They said they'll send the car back, but we can't get it tomorrow. So now we can't drive home. We got to walk back home in the car. It was crazy yeah, times, y'all. That was crazy. It was a whole lot going on. <sighs> and I couldn't even, I couldn't even be real with them. You know, with everything that was going on, mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" And it was like, it was just like this cold shoulder type thing. Well, you know, you gotta, you know, that's you know, you gotta deal with that. Like, like we don't, we don't, we don't have no responsibility yeah. in that. And I'm like, well, you know, the money is supposed to be here by now. Like, what's up? I'm like, yo, my wife is on the verge of leaving me right now. Like, I'm, I'm in tears on the phone mm -hmm. with one of them. Like. I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Mm. And it, you know, it just felt like they didn't care. Mm. And, you know, I don't, I don't know everything that was going on on that end. But all I know, it was a whole lot of severe things happening on my end. And all of these promises that were made to me, I was dependent on them. And um, shortly after that, once I think we we got the first payout from that album, and um, you know it was cool. I just I just thought that I I start to think to myself, you know, why am I in this? Mm -hmm. You know, why am I you know kind of begging for attention, begging for you know p these people to kind of pay attention to me and um, open some doors for me, move on my behalf, you know, and, and and I just felt like they weren't willing to do that. And I remember calling them, asking them about doing um, something for me, getting me, you know, some shows or something. And they, you know, their attitude was kind of like, well, you know, nobody's really checking for you like that. Really? Yeah, Wait, I don't know if you remember. We, you we, know we were in a car. I, I was, I was in a car. Mm. You, I think you were driving, and I was. Because I remember that was one of guys. your biggest things. They said they're gonna get me shows, and if I get shows, that's income. And I'm like, it was just all these empty promises made, and like I said, I just believed. I, I blindly just believed them, and I don't know if it was the. I felt like it was the white black thing. Well, I don't, I don't want to call myself black. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really like that that term. So. I digress. A cultural when it comes to that. difference. Yeah, there's a cultural difference. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I, I just felt like now I was in a I was in a position of being needy, mm-hmm. and they were in a position of power, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and and I felt that from them. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and um, you know, I gave y'all what was required, and that was the album. We did that, you know, it was a great album. The fear of God, you know, blessed a lot of people. I'm gonna go ahead and 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 move on and just you know be concerned with my own career, just take things back into my own hands like they were before. So when I made that decision, you know, they they asked me to stay. They said, nah, you know, we got our team. We don't want you to go. And um, I thought about it for a few days. You know, me and you had talked about it, and I said, yeah, I, I think it would be good that I go. Um, and then they said, uh, okay, well, let us make the let us make the announcement. Let us let everybody know um, so that nobody gets hurt, so that nobody's looked at bad, and so that everybody kind of comes away from this looking good. So I said, okay, you know. It was a mutual thing, I thought. You know, I, I, I said I wanted to go. They agreed, and we were on good terms. Mm-hmm. And then I go ahead and allow them to make the announcement. I think it was probably about a week or two later. Uh, they make an announcement and they put out a video. And matter of fact, it might, it might have been three weeks later. They put out a video. You know, this is how they started. And they give away the music for free. And, you know, they weren't sure how they were going to make money, but God provided. And now we're moving into this beautiful new space. And, and that's going another into thing, real quick, journey. that people was commenting, talking about how you trying to come at them and they give away music for free. Understand that just because somebody gives away something for free does not mean they're not making money off of That's it. That's a fact. Understand that. See, y'all don't know That's the business. That's so just understand that. And but so, anyway, go ahead. And so they said, you know, we're, we're moving on. We're deciding to narrow down our roster. And we're going to move forward. You know, thank, thank, thank you to everybody that was a part of us before. And showed our pictures and then said, but we're moving forward with these artists. And that whole video made it seem like to the people that they were letting go of us and moving on in their own new direction, with their own new new vision. And they and they dropped all the artists that they, you know, that they didn't mention. And so I was really disturbed <sighs> by that. That made me feel like, oh, so now. Everybody that sees that, they're not gonna, they're not even gonna consider our perspective. You know, the people that weren't a part of the team anymore. They're not gonna, you know, in, in, in me in particular, it's like they're gonna think, you know, it's a reason why they're detaching themselves from me. Mm-hmm. It's a reason why they're saying, oh no, we're, we're not affiliating ourselves with Ishan anymore. You know, they had like a cult like following. I mean, mm-hmm. these people are committed. Mm-hmm. to this label, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and just love their vision and just like enamored with these people. And so if they don't co-sign you or if they, you know, make it seem like they dropped you or got rid of you, you know, the people are going to look at you a certain way. And immediately after that, I started losing, you know, 50 to 60 followers every single day for at least a month. It was just there every were day. certain people that losing we had worked followers. with before with shows and now weren't inviting you back. Right. It was like there were, what's there were going pastors. On? There were pastors, like people that that were, um, you know, making moves in this space 
doing things in this space, well-known people in this space that were now unfollowing me mm-hmm. and backing away from me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was crazy. Yeah. Because I felt that, that that left a bad taste in my mouth because I felt like you lied mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. You weren't honest about the amicable the amic- amicable amicable uh uh separation. Mm-hmm. You made it seem like you dropped me and that put a bad taste in everybody else's mouth about me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you uh um they didn't want to you know, as, as I would contact them, you know, they were supposed to cut a check every month mm-hmm. for royalties. And that's what I had a big problem with because I don't like nobody having their hands on your money. I'm like, I manage the money. We don't do that. Like, we don't do that. And they were in control of that. So we couldn't even, they had an issue when I emailed them. Like, I need to see the records. I need to see what actually was brought in because the payments that you're saying he's going to get don't make sense. And it was like this resistance. And yeah. I think they sent it once, but it wasn't the spreadsheet that was that I should have got because, I again, I did your stuff before, and that sheet ain't looked the same from the same company. I'm like, what? This is Again, they have different sheets. They have different printouts that you can export. It's like if you just want to export this month or, this, or different trends. But no, I want the whole trend. I want to see everything. And I think they were saying something about they couldn't do it because of something. I, I don't remember, but it was like, I don't like not being able to, you being able to see how much money you're making yeah. off yeah. your album. Yeah. Like that was yeah. different to me. I needed to, I needed to see those details and they weren't, they weren't, um, you know. You had to keep asking basically. It wasn't like, hey. Like, um, you did a song with another big artist, and to this day, they send the sheet and the money. I don't never ask them. They do it every um, every quarter or whenever for that song you did with that person. Right. And it, it comes, and I see how much he made on that song, how much he made. I, not just you, like, how much he made, because you're featured on that song, and what your percentage is, and then the deposit comes. That's right. what I needed from them, mm-hmm. without me having to keep kind of begging you for it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And 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 it was supposed to be sent every month at a certain day. Mm-hmm. And we would find ourselves sending them an email because it was never sent on the right day. And we would find ourselves sending them emails days after, like, hey, where's the, where's the payment? Yeah, where's the, where's the payment? Where's the payment in the sheet? Where's the For this month. Yeah. And, and, and it would be, we would be met with an attitude. Yeah. Like, and we were wrong like, for like, asking what was due to like, us. Right. Like, like, I'm begging you for something. Right. Like, I had my hand out like you were doing me a favor. favor. Right. You weren't doing me a favor. You were doing what you were supposed to do because it's business. And so it got to a point where after a few months, they were just they were just so mad every time they had to cut a check um, that they said, you know what, we're just going to give you the album. They said, you know, you can have the album. We're going to take it down off the DSPs. And at the time, I said... Okay, well, you know, I, I felt like, you know, y'all don't want to deal with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Y'all hate getting these emails from me. Mm-hmm. Y'all hate jumping on the phone with me. You know, it's an attitude every time. But y'all make it seem like y'all cool, but I see the resistance. Right. Um, so I said, okay, well, that's fine. Um, but then I said, okay, but if we do this, I'm going to make sure that I give you um, the publishing. You know, I don't want to just make money off this. Mm-hmm. Th- th- this is a, a, a collective mm-hmm. work, a collaboration. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we both brought something to the table for this project. So I don't mm-hmm. just want to make the money off of it. So when they gave me the album, I went ahead and, and did the publishing, made sure they got their 
their um their royalties and everything mm-hmm. off the publisher. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't find out until later, you know, after they gave me the album, they said, you know what, you can have the album, but we just want to keep it on our website so that we can get mm-hmm. um downloads for it so we can continue to to, to offer it for free because mm-hmm. that's you know our, our business model mm-hmm. or our model you know for ministry or whatever and so I said yeah of course you know that's no problem keep the album up there and then um shortly after that I began to hear whispers of uh just a lot of a lot of foul things being said about me around that office and to other people Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that was a part of their team inside had reached out to me and, and kind of just let me know, gave me a heads up. And I found out through this particular person that there had been, um, what, 40,000 at the time uh, downloads on the site. You mean donations? Donations. For the free download. For the free download. But see, and this is what I mean. People think free means you're not getting nothing from it. But if there are people that will download it for free, but then there are people that will say, I want to cover those people that don't have the That's money. Right. So even though the album is, say, $17.99, I'm going to pay $50 for the yeah. album. Yeah. So you have many people paying more for the album than what it actually is, and yeah. those donations add up. Those this, ladies and gentlemen, is how you sell, give something away for free, but make money off That's of it. That's right. Follow, you can subscribe, you can make a donation. And so when you have hundreds of thousands of people making a donation, it puts you in a place where you've just, you possibly have made millions of dollars, a million dollars or more off of a project. And I always thought it was crazy that before I got my first check for the album, they didn't have no money. But when they made, at, after the album, after we got the first check from the album, and they made their announcement, they were now moving into a big new facility. And like I said, the person that that that, that, that I talked to said, oh yeah, it was, it was like 40,000 downloads of your project tied to, you know, a large amount of money that... Because that you never saw, that we never because saw. Because it wasn't in our agreement, mm-hmm. I never saw. So not only did they make and still make money off of the album when it sells and it's being streamed, they also have a whole other stream of income from that album because 40,000 downloads at that time, if everybody did 20, I mean, if, if everybody did 10 But just bucks, because all of those people download it doesn't mean all those people pay. Doesn't. A lot of people yeah. could have did it for free. Yeah. So you can't yeah. equate just because right. 40,000 downloads right. that everybody sold something. Right. Some people might only sold a dollar. Some people might have sold nothing. Like, oh, come up, getting this Some free. People, yeah. But then there are a lot of people who will pay more for it yeah. to cover the people yeah. that kind of who can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, so. I've had people, you know, I've had on my band camp, I've had people download one song and pay $100 before mm-hmm. just because they wanted to mm-hmm. show love, just because they yeah. wanted to support and wanted to sell. I just so don't want to make it seem goes. like just because yeah. 40,000 downloads were there that 40,000 people sold something. That yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that. No, so we no. don't know. Absolutely. You know? And, that, and that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But the, the the problem that I had with, with it was the fact that it's unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's just that's the integrity not, behind it. Like, hey, yeah. this is still my project, so yeah. I should have a percentage or a portion yeah. of that. Just out of its integrity yeah. for the brotherhood this of is, believers. This like, is business. Right. This is not just ministry. I know, you know, a lot of people listening may just be under the understanding, 
uh, you know, that ministry is 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 uh, is just about you sowing your time, your your gifts into uh, uh, something that benefits the kingdom of God. That is ministry. But the way this music business works, that people try to tie it in with ministry, it's a business, a part of this. There are numbers involved. There are things that have to be paid. There are people that must be paid. There is, it's a lot there's that goes accounting, into There's accounting, there's taxes, there's, um, you know, just, it's just a lot. It's a lot that goes <laughs> into lot, this. It's yeah. not just ministry, right. even though... People, the powers that be. Yeah, they cover, cloak they, it in that. Exactly. Yeah. They cloak it in that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really, you know, after this whole thing played out, I said, wow, this is why this thing wasn't right. This is why I should have I heeded ahead of time to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then... When that didn't work, I should have hurt my wife and not um, just went ahead and did what my flesh was baiting me to do. Mm-hmm. What these people were uh, coercing me into or, or... They ain't coerced you, though. They coerced me. See what I mean? How you use the wrong word? <laughs> coerced <laughs> me. Somebody's like, you know, trying to make you do something like persuade an unwilling person to do something by using force or threats. Uh, so they didn't coerce no, you. <laughs> yeah, they, they threatened me. They had guns and everything. And you, you were willing. This is for an unwilling person. Yeah, you yeah. were willing, so no, they no. didn't coerce you. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I used the wrong word. They presented it to me in a way that was, uh, they weren't truthful mm-hmm. with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I got myself into that at the end of the day. I take my own responsibility for it, but um, I I really see how it's something that the Lord tried to keep me from, mm-hmm. that I was determined to run to. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people in the quote-unquote gospel music industry do. They want to get to the top so bad that they become ungodly and they start to lose their relationship with God to do albums about him, to make money. It's like twisted. Like, what are y'all doing? Like... And this is this is where this thing has come. Um, you know, we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be different from the world. But a lot of these quote unquote gospel Christian labels are just like the world because, like you said, outside of the ministry part of it and the lyrics that people are speaking, there's a business being run. And you know, that's why I have my reservations about like labels and God. Like I, you know, I ain't gonna get into all that. But it's hard to to do both of those things. Um, and so this brings us back to the point where, you know, we're being transparent and sharing a story, um, of something that happened in our marriage that, you know, that was that one time that I did give my, my, uh, husband divorce papers. Um, and it wasn't like, just do it my way because I don't want anybody to get the impression that just because your spouse doesn't do things the way you want them to, I'm gonna get him divorce papers. For me, it was a spiritual implication behind it like you just you 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 know you you know I'm not a deceitful person you know I don't lie on God you know that 
You have a history. I have a track record of showing you when I tell you something that the spirit showed me, it's come true. You've seen that and you just ignored that. That was a problem for me because I'm like, how can I be in a marriage with a man and you as the head are supposed to lead us, but you're not leading us from that place. You know what I mean? So when we're talking about, you know, how can two people walk together unless they agree? In marriage, you're not going to agree on everything, but you have to know for yourself, what are those things that are, you know, fundamentals of marriage? Like if we don't agree on the fundamental, which is hearing and obeying the voice of God, where are we going? Where are we going? You leading us to, to the devil, to the pit of the enemy. Like, and that was my thing is if you are the head and that's the direction we're going in, I'm sorry, you can't drag us there because that's not, I'm not going to the pit. Like, you know what I mean? And I know it looked really good and it looked like a great opportunity, but that's what the devil does. He can't make it look like it's a bad opportunity. It has to look like something you just can't say no to. Mm -hmm. And he's going to pick apart. He studies you, you know, he's prepared for war. So you got to study who you go into war with. He knows your weaknesses. He knows you want to take care of us. He knows you know, the things that you really want. And so that is the thing he's going to target when he comes. And that's what he did. And so my thing was, this is going to occur. The devil ain't going to leave you alone. So if you're not going to be able to resist him, how are we going to be in a godly marriage? Like, that's not okay. You know what I mean? So I'm glad everything turned around for the good. But the what we had to suffer because of that decision... And the things that we didn't even talk about because there's no space or they're too sensitive to talk about because of that decision. Oh, y'all, listen to God. Like, y'all can disagree all y'all want. But when God speaks, everybody needs to shut up. End of story. You know what I'm saying? Wisdom is, is better than, is far better than rubies. So if you're in covenant and in relationship with somebody who is giving you godly wisdom, I think there's a great benefit in that, and you can look to have a lot of prosperity, not just financially, of course, but mm -hmm. just have a prosperous life because of right. the person that you're with. So that's why it's like y'all have to know God for yourself, the true and living God, not the fake God, not the false God, not the, the self God. Of God. And, earth. and so if you guys don't know that God, then you won't know when it really is truly God speaking. So if you have his spirit, if you're a believer, you has you have his spirit. He will lead you into all truth. He and, will lead you. And even if he leads you to a godly couple or a godly person, he still Indeed. led you. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. So Indeed. you're not alone. You're not out here feeling like I don't have nobody or nothing to help me walk me through this. You know what I mean? You might not. I, we didn't have anybody to walk us through how to be married. And here you are listening to a podcast, gaining wisdom from us. We had nobody. You know what I mean? Like there were certain seasons in our life where we may have called a person here and there and they may have talked to us. But we had nobody just side by side with us from the beginning to now. We never we didn't have that consistency. All we had was the most high spirit. Yeah. You know, God is available to you. And we just pray that you will seek him. And that, you know, you can trust his help. You can trust his guidance. And women out there, I just have a special, you know, word. I don't want to say word because that sounds so religious. But we have been designed 
with this certain discerning that men don't always have. Like God gave it to us for a reason and it plays an incredible part in our role as wives towards the the fruitfulness of the family. It does. Don't quiet and stifle what you know that you know is from God because you're afraid that your husband might get mad. Like even if he get mad, he still heard you and that seed was still planted. That's right. And you just pray, pray that it'll take root. So there are a lot of men out there that make women feel like I'm in charge. You do what I say. I'm going to make the decision. I'm the head. What I say goes. That's not godly behavior. That's not. And so you are a part of decision making. You are a part of, you know, the unit. You are not just some property that he gets to just sleep with and tell what to do. Like, that's, that's, that's not your role. That's not your purpose in life. That is not all that God designed you for. That's a fact. So when you have these spiritual discernings, you have these inclinations, and you know God, don't doubt yourself in that or think that, you know, that's there for a reason. We're designed that way because it helps our husbands and it helps our families. There have been plenty of times where God just told me, get up, just recent, not recently, but a few months ago to check my daughter's computer. And I listened and obeyed and I found things that she shouldn't have been looking at. That's right. We have that for a reason. You know what I mean? It's like amplified. Not that men don't have it, but it's almost like with women, it's amplified. Yeah. And it helps the, your family. Like that is, that's a part of your role that helps your the family unit function properly. And let me say this to the, to the men. Appreciate that about your wives. Don't try to stifle or silence her when she's offering you a different perspective than you might have, when she's offering you wisdom, celebrate that, hear her out, like listen to her. And we're talking about a godly wife now. A godly wife, Because of if a wife don't course. know God, they, they speaking from a different spirit. So right. we're not talking, but we talk, right. like, we talking about your godly wife. We're talking about your wife that knows the most high God. With your job, with whatever it is you're doing, she has a perspective on it that you need to listen to and consider. It's almost not, like women have sensors that men might not have. But that's why that's why the Most High said it's not good that a man be alone. Right, right. That's why he said it, because right. the men, we're going to miss things. Right. You know, and if we're not adhering to the things that are coming from our godly wives, of course we have to filter things. Right. Of course, Of course we have to make sure it lines up. Right. I'm not saying for a man to just do whatever your wife says. That's not what I'm saying at all. Not by a long shot. But I'm saying listen to her and consider what she's saying. Because be- it's not good for a man to be alone. It's not. And because a woman is designed in a certain way for a reason. It's not. This thing goes hand in hand. This is mm-hmm. a joint. Right. This is a combination. This is a collaboration. Right. If you will. Um, in life. And so, you know, this is a shared, you know. Your lives, your marriage, your family is a shared responsibility right. between you two. And right. it's not, you know, it, it all doesn't just fall on one um, one individual's shoulders. Right. Um, even though the man is held accountable. Right. 
you know, is, 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 is. I mean, they're both held accountable, but the man is held accountable to a different standard because yeah, God assigned standard. him as the head. So he's going to confront you on what you did, how you led. Absolutely. It's like somebody that's running or an organization or running a business. Yeah, you might have the final say, but your team that you have in place are the people that's going to help you do what's best for that company. And a lot of times they can see what the head can't exactly. see because they're in a different... They operate in a different capacity. A capacity that doesn't allow you to see That's what they right. see. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. But the Holy Spirit uses, you know, um, testimonies to build your faith. So I believe that if you let him show you how to use this conversation, he will. And it will bless your life. And that's what we pray for for y'all. Indeed. Y'all be blessed. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Transparency the Podcast on Instagram. At Transparency the Podcast. We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh my gosh.